Life's never felt so expensive, and most people are cautious about spending. But IKEA's always been the smart choice for creating beautiful homes on a budget. Right now, IKEA family members can save even more with an extra 5% in-store on eligible purchases. Visit ikea-usa.com family for more details. Offer valid starting September 1st, 2022. Limited to qualifying purchases. Exclusions apply. Not valid on services. Discount applied in-store only. Before tax, shipping, and handling. Cannot be combined with coupons. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. This is our sidetrack episode for the week. My name's Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me. And we covered Interpol's debut album from 2002 last week uh, called Turn on the Bright Lights. And uh, today we're going to dive a little bit into Echo and the Bunnymen. We're just going to stay in the sh- in the shallow end of the pool. I'm not going to dive too deep. Um, Trav, what do you know about these guys? So I know that they are one of the most influential new wave bands of the 80s. Really, I mean, I'll be honest, the only song that I really know intimately of theirs is Killing Moon, which was on Donnie Darko. Right. I feel like a lot of people have heard Echo and the Bunnymen because they saw Donnie Darko. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd put them up there with The Cure. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, I, I feel like they were probably, uh, they. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they knew each other. And maybe, they. you know, they, I'm sure they, they at least bumped into each other in music festivals and whatnot because they were, they were, they, they kind of burst onto the scene around the same time, early 80s. And they were also a, major influence on Interpol, uh, or at least Interpol was compared to Echo and the Bunnymen. I don't know if they were an influence so much as like people say, oh, they, they sound like Echo and the Bunnymen or, you know, they sound yeah. like, you know, Paul Banks sounds like Ian Curtis from Joy Division. Joy Division. Yeah. So getting ready for this episode, I went back and listened to the early stuff, trying to find where people might, because I mean, you, you could you could maybe see some comparison to the voice, maybe a little bit, but you know, I think there's a certain like flavor of new wave, like guitar that kind of matches the angular mm-hmm. uh, guitar stylings of Interpol. So maybe that maybe that's why they get compared to him. But you know, yeah, yeah, more so than um, the Strokes for sure. Um, you know, because we talk about the Strokes because they're you know, Strokes and Interpol are the two New York bands that people think about uh, when we go back to that early 2000s post-punk revival. Yeah, and we touched on this last week. Um, the Interpol and the Strokes are, are are like on the different sides of the baseball field, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're definitely in, in different ballparks even. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as their sound. Right. But they do, yeah, they, they got lumped into that category together. 
because they're both from New York and, you know, there was this quote unquote garage band revival uh, that came about from New York in the early 2000s. Um, but yeah, Interpol definitely would fall more into the post punk new wave category. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, you know, I will say that, that um, I liked the early Echo and the Bunnymen stuff quite a bit compared to because you know I went I think I've done this uh, before like I've I've gone and 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 listened to, to Ocean Rain um, tried to get through it you know and and just didn't find it all that interesting but then I went back and listened to like Crocodiles and Heaven Up Here and Porcupine for that matter and like you know there's some good stuff on there and we need to do a we need to do a like a proper dive into new wave you know what i mean yeah yeah maybe we could do kind of similar to what we're doing with spoon maybe like every other episode for a while we can start from the origins and go from there maybe maybe or at least just you know do a yeah cover a new wave artist do a full episode on a a well-known new wave artist and and do a deep dive for that episode you know yeah because i am curious about the origins of of this sound you know what i mean like that new wave 80s sound but for now, we're just going to stick to Echo and the Bunnymen, and from what yeah, I understand, so let's. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned three albums of theirs uh, that you do, that you listened to that you enjoyed. Crocodiles was their debut album, came out in 1980. Heaven Up Here is the one kind of that we're focusing on today, which was their second studio album, came out in 1981. And um, our intro clip had just a little bit of uh, track two from that album called With a Hip which I really liked. Um, and then you mentioned Por- Porcupine as well, which is their third studio album. So I think each one of these had, you know, somewhat mainstream success. Um, we don't need to go into that because, I mean, who really, who cares? But when you listen to their early stuff, those three albums that we mentioned, you can kind of hear that, that Interpol sound. And I think it's mostly in the guitar. Right, right. That's what I was saying. Like, the voice, not so much. I mean, you can hear it. Well, here, okay, here's the thing, though. You're like, Okay, well, so first of all, what's the name of the guy, the, the singer? We need to... His, so his name's Ian McCulloch. Okay. It's another Ian. Right, yeah. I mean, so yeah. sometimes he will sort of... And, you know, I associate this with with New Wave. Like, he'll, he'll do like a... Man, I wish I knew the term to use, but it's not like a strain... But like sort of a whale. I don't, not really a whale either. But like his voice well, will. You, you say strain, and you know that's kind of something that we we said about Paul Banks. Voice well, that's too. Like well, that's what I was trying to say. in it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. But I will I will say that that Ian McCullum has a he is he is McCulloch. more McCulloch. He is more melodic with his his voice than, uh, yeah. than Paul Banks. Was. Oh, but I think that's why Paul yeah. Banks got compared more to Ian Curtis uh, as far as the vocals go because you know Ian Curtis sang with that kind of monotone delivery as well you know not so much on on the Echo and the Bunnyman guy but yeah definitely with the guitar I think that's I think Interpol borrowed a lot from like the new wave guitar sound I think so too one thing I thought was was kind of cool about about Echo and the Bunnyman uh so they formed they they formed back in 1978 in Liverpool um and the original lineup consisted of so we got Ian McCulloch, singer. Guitarist Will Sargent. I believe he's still their guitarist, yeah. 
they're still kicking it, man. They're still they're still doing their thing. Apparently, um, they had a bassist, Les Pattinson, and then they had a drum machine, uh, which they uh, lovingly referred to as Echo. That was the name of the drum machine. Interesting. Yeah, uh, and then a couple of years later, they they get some guy named Pete uh, as the as their drummer. So that's so, interesting, dude, because they're almost making it like the. The drum machine is the front man because it's Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah, and there's this um, Rolling Stone interview from 1981 that they they quote McCulloch here. He says, We won people over on charm more than anything else. We were three naive, innocent-looking chumps from Liverpool with the drum machine, and people felt sorry for us. (laughs) Hmm. Um. so, well, did they always have a drum machine? I mean, they they have an they had an actual drummer, right? Not until not until 1980. So they oh. had they they went two years as a band. Okay. Uh, without without a drummer. Interesting. Yeah. Which you know, I mean, if you think about it, it's just more convenient. You know, yeah, you don't sure. have to. <laughs> it's hard to find a good drummer, and with a drummer comes um you know it takes up a lot of space in your in your van if you if you got nothing but a van to, to haul your gear around that's true uh they can just bring a tiny little drum machine and it's always on time you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the drum machine uh is is probably used quite a bit for like singer songwriters who are out there like writing writing rock songs but just don't haven't found a drummer yet you know they could yeah, they could program the drum machine and just play play along with it, you know. So maybe that's well, yeah, what's going and on. Especially now, from you know early two thousands. Well, maybe maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when the whole the huge DIY chill wave movement, I guess for lack yeah. of a better word, came about. It, it's you know it's all about just one the one man band and. You've just got your keyboard, yeah, like washed and, out, and your drum and your drum pad, yeah, right, um, yeah. So let's not make this one too lengthy. Let's go ahead and play play our pick, our, our sidetrack pick. So again, this is recovering their their second studio album, Heaven Up Here, and we're gonna play just a little bit of track one, which is called Show of Strength.
would just say that I'm I'm really glad that they they found that drummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was. Pete, yeah, that's Pete's a great name. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to say his last name. I'm not gonna butcher that shit. Uh, but yeah, what a great drummer! What a really cool, really cool drum beat in that in that song. Um, it's almost like he he creates. It almost sounds like like he his snare drum is is echoing, but it's just the way that he's he's playing it. Did you notice that just right at the beginning? Like it just kind of sounds like there's an echo effect on his snare drum, but it, it's just the way that he's hitting it. Like oh really? See, I would have thought that it was just yeah, a, yeah. an effect. I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. I, I liked it. I like that a lot. It's cool. That's a really, really cool song, and I see what you're saying with with his voice. Yeah. Um, it, I don't. It's like he's really singing for the fences. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why I've got all these baseball analogies today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but right. Yeah, he belts it out, uh, and it is. Uh, I can see whale, like you, like yeah. you said earlier. It's kind of like this whale. I mean, it's it it falls in line with. The Cure and these other new wave bands, like it was just kind of the way they sing, right? Um, right. It's but hard see, to describe. The, I mean, the th- the the way that Paul Banks, I mean, you know, he's famous for his baritone voice. It's funny because, like, with a baritone voice, like he covers like both high and low, but at the same time, he didn't really have much of a um, like a, a range with like the the like as far as like melody and whatnot. Paul Banks, you know what I mean. It was monotone, but he but right. he could sing both like between like low and, and high because he was baritone. Yeah. Versus Echo and the Bunnyman guy, Ian McCulloch. He has more melody. He's not so not so monotone, but like yeah, I feel like Paul Banks and just Interpol in general, like they had more like bite to their sound, you know what I mean? Like it had more of a punch. Yeah. Um so I have some notes when I was, I was listening to this album for the first time a few days ago and I, I typed in a, a timestamp on this song. So I don't remember why, what significant thing happens at that moment in the song, but let's, let's play it. Let's do another clip. I'm just going to kind of zero in on this timestamp. So this is going to be a little more than halfway through the song. Uh, let's see if something cool happens, shall we? changed this i mean they i i like that uh you know what that sounded like to me what i feel like arcade fire must must have been huge fans oh of yeah you can definitely hear that yeah for sure uh what was it what's his name will will butler 
Is that his name? Sounds Singer sounds, for, sounds for right. Arcade Fire. That sounds right. Let's see if I'm right. Something Butler, yeah. Yeah, well, Win Win Butler. Win Butler. Okay. Yeah, I, I was getting some Arcade Fire vibes there. So, in other words, I was getting I get Echo and the Bunnymen vibes from Arcade Fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really cool song. What what a cool song to lead you in into that album. Um, mm-hmm. And then track two is, is is again with a hip which we played a little bit of in the intro um yeah so so that's echo and the bunnyman just another one of those important new wave bands from the from the early 80s um with you know influence that stretches a couple decades you know so q i've gotten into the habit of posting our episodes on the reddit the subreddit of whatever band we cover just yeah. to kind of, you know, try to get some exposure to the episode. Sure, sure. And uh, people seem to uh, to like our interview. <laughs> what? People seem to uh, to like our um, our Interpol episode. Is that right, bro? Let me uh, read some comments here. Listen to this here, Q. <laughs> okay. Diogo underscore one seven zero seven nine two said damn that was great and you mentioned spoon another of my favorite bands hey so uh diogo one seven zero seven nine two if you're listening you need to go back and listen to our two spoon episodes that we've done so far we've covered series of snakes and we've covered girls can tell and next week we're going to cover kill the moonlight we are doing a spoon uh, marathon, if you will. So uh, we're glad that you that you liked it, and we're glad that you're you're a fan of spoon because that means um, that you're, you're you're probably gonna like quite a bit of the stuff that we cover. So check it out. Yeah, and tell us what you think. Yes, thank you, Diogo, for the shout out. Also, it means a lot. Seriously. Also, HAG14 says good stuff. Kept me up last night. Kept me up last night. So there you night. go. So, Ooh. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's, it, that means we're not putting people to sleep, which is good. Well, that's exciting, brother. Yeah, dude. That is good to hear. Thank so, you, Redditors. Yeah. I, you know what? I knew Reddit would pull through for us. Cheesy underscore star said, that was fun. I loved every bit of Interpol goodness in Meet Me in the Bathroom, especially Paul's insights. It's always fun to hear other people talk about something I love so much Interpol and turn on the bright lights. Uh, we agree with you, cheesy. Um, that's basically that's the hope of this podcast is it's just two guys talking about the music that we love, um, and we hope that like that, that comes across. You know what I mean? And that like it's as fun for ho- hopefully it's as fun for you guys to listen to it as it is for us to to have these conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I've, you know, I've had a blast, man, since starting. It's it's been great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so been anyway, a lot of fun. We're gonna, you know, we're at some at some point we're gonna get some more guests on here uh, to to make it to where it's not just the two of us talking. Uh, yeah, the only thing we that we're trying to figure out really is the logistics of of making it work because I live up here in Washington State, Travis lives in Texas. Yeah, I mean, not to. Uh, to to pull the curtain back too far here but we're not in a studio right now you know what i mean and we're not in the same room 
This is I like, know most people are probably thinking like, damn, they got themselves a studio. They're sitting in the same room. Uh, that audio quality, top notch. Right. They're, they they probably say, man, it, it sounds like I'm listening to NPR. That's what they probably say <laughs> as far as the sound quality goes. Uh, so, Trev, what do you want to do? What do you want to do for our outro song, man? I I, I don't get, I got nothing for this one. You want to just do? You want to do like a Joy Division song or something? Yeah, we could do that. Well, actually, you know what though? I was just reading on that Rolling Stone article I was I quoted earlier. Apparently, the Velvet Under. Well, no, dude, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start on a Velvet Underground thing here because I know we're gonna do a full length episode on. On Velvet Underground at some point, and well, I, this could I don't be just, just... A, it could be just a tease, dude. All right, all right. <laughs> so they, they, I mean, like who, who wasn't influenced by the Velvet Underground, you know? Right. So apparently, The Doors and Velvet Underground uh, were two two big influences on Echo and the Bunnymen, which is weird because neither of that those bands weird. sound anything like Echo and the Bunnymen. Well, dude, it's funny that you should say that because. Paul Banks has, and I'm going to have to paraphrase him because I don't have the quote in front of me, but he talks about how he was, he's, he was into rap music and stuff when they, when, when, when they formed Interpol, like people are always shocked when he, when asked about his influences, because it's never what you'd expect. So people can, can be, be, um, you know, be into, into bands and influenced by bands, but, but not incorporate that sound into their, their music, you know? Yeah. So, like most people, my first introduction to the Velvet Underground was the Andy Warhol record. Uh, it's got the banana on it, and it features Nico in it. Uh, she sings in quite a few of the songs in this one. Uh, there's so many great songs on this album. Uh, so this was this was one of theirs that came out in 1967. Let's just play, dude. Let's just play it out with their first the first track on that one it's called sunday morning and i i know we're going to cover this album in a full-length episode at some point we'll find we'll find time to squeeze them in somewhere but yeah so again our next full length episode is going to be on spoons kill the moonlight which came out in what 2003 2002 and okay and that album was our introduction to spoon um yes I want to say we saw saw them perform on like Conan or probably, it, it was probably Conan. It, it may have been Conan. it may have been Leno. It may have Leno, even been dude. Letterman, we, dude. No, dude. Around that time, we were all about Conan. That's true. And I'm pretty sure that we saw them on there. It, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we. I think I think they played the way we get by or something. Yes. And uh, we dove into them from there. Um, so. Dude, I'm excited about that one, man. There's so many cool songs on that one. That that album is when they they started to to experiment even more with yeah. With that, the sound. I think that that's I feel like Kill the Moonlight is like when Spoon becomes like the Spoon that that we are still listening to today. As far as like that's a good way to put it, dude. You know what I mean? Like as far as how like yeah. varied their their the, the songs were between tracks and like you know right all right so here is track number one from velvet underground's 1967 release the andy warhol record this song is called sunday morning and that's going to do it for us we will see you all next week and by see i mean you will hear us next week that's right 
拜。拜拜。Just the wasted years, so close behind. Watch out, the world's behind you. There's always someone around you who will call. It's nothing at all. Sunday morning. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 